Hello and welcome to Stages with Ola Jackson. This is the show for the evolving midlife woman who asked the question, what about me? We focus on the issues for the women who are 40, 50, and 60 plus who are living their lives in stages and on their own terms in their careers, their businesses, their relationships, and their personal lives in general. Today, we have a lady with us who has found her midlife purpose as she transitions from employee to full-time employee. Dorinda Walker is an acclaimed author of the book, Protected by Purpose, and an award-winning multicultural marketer and CEO of Dorinda Walker Cultural Solutions Group, a marketing consultancy that provides strategic insights and solutions for brands to engage diverse consumers. And I want to welcome this beautiful, when you see our picture, uh, change agent. Thank you for taking the time out to be with us. Ola, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. And I want to thank you. I'd like to get right into it. I know you're about to um, go in your business full time. But before we do, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a 48-year-old woman of faith, happily married, uh, mother of three, and I have a granddaughter named Suge. I have recently retired from corporate America. I was 20 years in financial services industry. Um, I was an executive. Um, Any award you could have received in corporate America, I received it. Um, Due to my work as uh, both an award-winning marketer on the B2B and the B2C side, Mm -hmm. but also for my community work um, because I tried to tie my work to to social impact Mm -hmm. um, and helping uh, women and communities of color achieve financial freedom. So it's something I'm very, very passionate about. And so now that I'm retired, I am now the um, founder and CEO of Cultural Solutions Group, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. which is a marketing consultancy that helps Fortune 500 brands develop strategies to engage uh, women and diverse consumers. Okay. Now, can you state your age again? 48. 48. Okay. Because I wanted to know your age. Because what do you? What would you say to a woman who is about forty-eight, and she is really about to give up on any new things? Like you're, you're starting a new thing, and what to that woman who might say, "I'm too old. I'm not going to start a new thing." What would you say to her? I would say that age doesn't matter. Um, you know, part of our purpose evolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my purpose in corporate America was to help advance liter- financial literacy for women and, and uh, multicultural consumers. Mm-hmm. Now at 48, my mission is to take that even further um, and go beyond financial services. Mm-hmm. Um, God, you know, the reason why I even thought about retiring from corporate America is because God put the vision in my head to write a book. Mm-hmm. Right. So my book came out when I was 47 years old. Uh I wrote the book and my life changed dramatically. And, you know, God told me it's time for you to transition. So we transition at any age um, and it's ongoing until God calls us to leave this earth. So it's never too late. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would say to tell people is not to be complacent in thinking Uh that their purpose and God's plan for their life is, is over. And you said in a very important word, that's why I said in our intro, for the evolving women. 
because you are still evolving. And, and women go through all types of things that they allow to be barriers to evolving. As I watched your video, read about you, and you've been through a lot, and you didn't let that deter you. And one thing you talked about, and something I deal with, and this is why it's so important to me to talk to other women, you talked about, in spite of what you dealt with in the past, that you talked about forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving your parents, and I know for myself, I think I have some forgiving to do, and sometimes I feel like that's a barrier, and you didn't let that be a barrier to you. Talk to some of us who are in our midlives and could possibly take these things to our death if we don't let them go. Sure. So I am not an advocate of holding on to baggage. Mm -hmm. And part of baggage is when you are holding on to feelings of resentment, grudges, or whatever that it may be towards someone or something, and you have to let it go for your own good. So forgiveness is a process. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen overnight, but you have to learn to forgive. You have to learn. People say that you, um, I'll always, I, I may forgive, but I won't forget. You mm -hmm. have to forgive and forget. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you okay. have to forgive and forget in order to move on because that's the true process of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. And now, is that, is that you, the emphasis? I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's for you. It's not for the other person right. or, or the thing that you're holding on to. Um, because in, until you're able to let go of the baggage, it, you, you're, you have a barrier to the blessings that God okay. has. Okay. So is that kind of what protective by purpose is? Is that the message there? So protected by purpose is because, um, and I'll go into my story uh, at a high level, both mm -hmm. of my parents were uh, addicted to heroin. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I suffered the consequences as a, as a young adult. And so I became a high school dropout, at-risk youth, on a mm -hmm. path to prison or death. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fast forward, I was able to find my husband, have my kids, um, you know, have a happy home life, but also create my own job in a Fortune 50 company on a GED education, mm. being named one of the most influential black business women in the country, um, being named one of the top black business leaders and, and speakers in the country by Forbes. So it was only by the grace of God mm -hmm. that I, I was able to go from selling drugs to, mm -hmm. oh, I attempted suicide. I spent six weeks in the psych ward to fast forward all of what I've accomplished now. And so that's why my book is called Protected by Purpose because I knew and I know now mm -hmm. that God has a, a, has a plan and purpose for my life and it continues to evolve. Oh, wow. And so you really, in spite of everything, I, I, I had that written down, you committed suicide and you were selling drugs even. And that you, one thing that is so important among many things is that you did the work. And I, yeah. and I have a problem with that as an entrepreneur who works with other entrepreneurs. They want something, but when it's time to do the work, you did the work. I had to do the work. Um, one, because God got, gave me an ultimatum, mm -hmm. right? Um, even after the attempted suicide, when I was starting the path of change in my life, I still had a foot in the street. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. It was, it was two weeks before my 18th birthday, and I was in the projects with my friends, fur coat, Gucci down, going wow. to the club, and detectives rolled up on us. And as I was being frisked on the wall, I heard the voice of God say, you're going to be 18 in two weeks. You're either going to die or go to jail. What's it going to be? Wow. And that was the impetus for me to take myself out of that environment. I called an aunt who lived in the suburbs, 45 mm -hmm. minutes away, and I never looked back. 
Wow. I was going to ask what was your defining moment that led to you to say it's time and you basically answered that because you had you had a choice and you had free will and you yeah. chose that it was that moment in time that changed the moments forever. It was and I'm a firm believer that if God puts a vision in your head, it's mm -hmm. up to you to put in the work with fortitude to make it happen. You know, all of the big events that happened in my life, mm -hmm. I just put in the work and, and, the, and the subsequent impact was bigger than I ever could imagine. Wow. In corporate America, I had the idea to have a multicultural symposium and I wrote a proposal as to why the company should focus on women in multicultural markets. And that turned into a department being created and me becoming the vice president. Wow. And, you know, head of consumer strategy for all of the U.S.-based businesses for a Fortune 50 company. So, but I put in the work. It was mm -hmm. three years of work and planning and advocating and, you know, building business cases and partnering. But I did it. I didn't know it was going to lead me to where I eventually landed, but I put in the work. Did you have mentors and role models to guide you? Absolutely. Um, I had family who believed in me. Mm -hmm. I had, and you know, in my career, I had, you know, particularly white men mm -hmm. uh, who invested in me, who when I showed them what I was capable of, said, okay, we'll advocate for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, tons of um, mentors um, of all races, both uh, female and male, who said, okay, I, I'm going to help you. Um, you cannot mm -hmm. excel and accelerate without having a group of uh, an advisory board or a group of people mm -hmm. who are telling you, you know, you may be going the wrong way or this is the right path. Um, so it, you definitely need mentors in your life. And that's something to, you, you said that you had white males when a lot of black women tend to gravitate to other black women, but you're saying open up your options and your horizons and explore other genders and races absolutely because majority of the time in corporate america especially in the industry i was in black women weren't in charge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know they may they may have had a, a a powerful position but it would only take you so far so you have to have a variety of mentors and sponsors of all races who will advocate for you behind closed doors but in not spite say, of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Not to say mm -hmm. that you don't support your sister circle, because if it wasn't for my sister circle in corporate America, I definitely wouldn't have gone as far as I've gone. And um, the support, no one understands what it's like to be a black woman in corporate America other than sure. sister, a black sister, yes. Because I know I'm reading Michelle's book, Becoming, and she too talks about how she surrounded herself with women who she trusted and had integrity to help her navigate her career. And when she began to travel around with her husband as they began the campaign, there were those trusts where they, not a whole lot of women, just the few women. But I wanna ask you that in spite of all this courage you have, have you ever still had a moment of self-doubt? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, just when I decided to retire, so 2018 was the height of my career. Mm -hmm. My book was doing well. I was traveling all over the country, even internationally promoting my book. And they had a reorganization in corporate America. And they said, here, you have a new role. Um, and we want you to do X, Y, and Z. I hated it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I tried it for a good eight months. 
And then, you know, I was spiraling into depression. I started gaining weight mm. because I was fearful of losing the title, the false prestige I believed came with mm-hmm. that title mm-hmm. and the six figure salary, uh-huh. right? Cause it was steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm a woman of faith. So I prayed on it. And one day I heard the voice of God ask me, who are you and who do you work for? Wow. And I said to myself, okay, so I know I'm bad to the bone. I know. <laughs> I but know. I like the fact that you also said the false prestige. Yes, because my intellectual capital and the things that I, and my skills and my talent don't disappear when I leave mm-hmm. corporate America. Mm-hmm. So I had to come to that understanding. You created over $100 million in assets under management and life insurance premium with your marketing initiatives. If you could do it for them, you could do something similar mm-hmm. for you. And you work for Jesus. Let's get that straight. So you cannot be chokehold by this corporation who is, who is holding you down from living in your purpose. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't love my job and, uh-huh. and love the company that I work for, for sure. I am happy that they invested in me and I took advantage of everything that they poured into me to become the corporate woman or the career woman that I am today. But sometimes we try to force doors open that God is saying, this is closed for you because you're meant to go through this new door. Mm-hmm. And even just recently, I just wrote, cause I have a Facebook group uh, mm-hmm. called protected by purpose. Um, Friday, I was becoming frustrated and impatient because the plans for my business aren't going as fast as I want them to, Mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to come to life. And so I started looking at jobs on LinkedIn and I went to apply for three executive positions Mm -hmm. and in each position, they say, we're going to send you an email link to verify your email. Uh-huh. And the link wouldn't come through. <laughs> and I kept, re- I kept asking to resend, you know, hitting the button to resend three different jobs. And then I said, I had to sit back and, and say, okay. And so I sent myself an email and it came through. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, okay, God, I got the message. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And that's a good message. Because you also indicated, and what other women should know as well, you knew your self-worth. And women have a hard time with that. Your intellectual capital, you knew your self-worth and you weren't going to compromise. Yeah. So one thing that I I learned in my experience and going through, you know, my mental health issues, my parents' addiction and trying to heal from all of that and becoming the woman I am is that you have to, you have to really have standards and boundaries for Mm -hmm. what you will and will not accept in your life. Mm -hmm. And I had standards, standards and boundaries. So when I was in corporate America, there was several instances, which I talk about in my book where someone tried me and Mm -hmm. I had to say, you know what? I have standards and boundaries and you are not allowed to treat me this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that allowed me to also say no you know, as I got to a certain level to say no to opportunities that people may have thought were good for me, but I knew it wasn't the path that I wanted to take, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it allowed me a flexibility and a freedom, um, owning who I am and having those standards and boundaries. Because every opportunity isn't a good opportunity and you realize yeah. that. I do. And the only person who knows 
you know, the direction that I wanted to go in is me and God. Mm-hmm. Um, so people may say, oh, Dorinda, you'd be good at this because, you know, you have this, this and this skill, but that's not going to drive me towards my passion. And, and it's not going to help me serve in the way that I want to serve because it's also important to me that my work serves others. It's bigger than me. So what would be the greatest advice that you would give to other women, especially as we talk to um, women who are getting older? You talked a little earlier, but your best advice, when, as you got to this point and you look back and say, here is the best advice that I would give you, because your thoughts today are different than they were 20 years ago. So what would you say to these women? I would say don't be afraid of change. Embrace mm-hmm. it. And you know, really assess what your passion is, Mm -hmm. what your gifts and your talents are, and work towards marrying your passions with your gifts and your talents. Don't sacrifice your freedom and your Mm -hmm. peace of mind for a paycheck and a title. Mm -hmm. And make sure that you're living a life that gives you peace, Mm -hmm. right? And if you have things in your life that are causing you drama and negativity, especially if you're a woman over 40, Mm -hmm. then you need to you need to make some changes. Girl, you are my sister because I feel I, that has been, that part about peace is something that unfortunately we don't understand until we get older because I wish I would have lived more peacefully. Although I wasn't one who lived a life of chaos, but there was something about peace that brought me the most joy, not chasing after the next designer bag, chasing after uh, being infamous in my town. But there's something about peace and joy. I've learned to uh, be in silence, not turn on the TV, read my book. And I think, had I started out, but it was all a process. It's a process. It was all a process. I didn't find my faith until I was about 40, when I truly realized Hmm what God meant in my life and, and what he wanted from me and who he declared me to be. I really didn't come into my own until I was about 40. And so over these next eight, over the past eight years, mm-hmm. I've been really celebrating me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been challenging myself to take risks. You know, I never aspired to be an author, but when God mm-hmm. put the vision in my head, you know, tell the story, you mm-hmm. know, share your story. And he showed me what, what the impact was. I felt like I had no choice. And at this stage of the game, what do I have to lose by right. taking a chance? So how do you see yourself in the next eight years? I see myself having built a multi-million dollar marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself having a succession plan so that my legacy has lived on. I see myself have fully developed the nonprofit that I just, um, the papers that I just got, mm-hmm. and having a transition home for women and children where oh, wow. I will serve um, as on the board of directors. I won't run it. That's not mm-hmm. my goal. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what I aspire to do. And probably the author of two more books. Oh, wow. And I like and, the fact. And a movie that... producer. Oh, wow. Well, we're working on my movie right now. Right, the first movie you've already written because we're constantly writing our story without even knowing it. And I like the fact that you said you want to build that agency, but you don't want to run it because I think at some point in our life we know our place, right? And we know the importance of delegating and 
prioritizing our time that helps us to be more productive. Yes, you want to start the agency. You don't have to run the agency. Exactly. And one of the things, you know, working in financial services, I understand how the, the wealthy remain wealthy and how they acquire their wealth. And so one of my goals is to have that seven streams of income mm -hmm. where my investments are just working for me so I can have the autonomy to invest in the things that I have passion um, and purpose for. You said that you celebrate yourself. And, and I love that you said that because I don't even celebrate my birthday. So, I mean, I've just, because I'm always, one of the things I wrote down that I'm going to um, hang on my wall is to mind my own business. Because I'm always, if somebody's in a crisis, I'm like, oh, superwoman, um, what you need? And so I still have to get there where I'm celebrating myself. But I will ask you, because one thing I do do is self-care. How do you engage in self-care for yourself? For me, every day um, before I step a foot out of bed, I take an hour to talk to God, mm -hmm. tell him my intention for the day, mm -hmm. and then to set uh, realistic goals I want to I want to accomplish for that mm -hmm. day. So that's one thing that I do because I think it's very important that you set your intention for the day, uh -huh. um, and you set your intention with God so He knows how He can help you. <laughs> what, I what told you, you I told you we're sisters because we do something called start your day by doing something for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I post all kinds of things about that because my I have to start my day like that because it may determine how my day will end. I. I'm up at like four o'clock in the morning and I go to the gym about four or five days a week. And prior to going out, I will read my book because I think that's my stress reliever. Cause I tell myself that many people go throughout the entire day without doing anything for themselves. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who called me one time. She says, Ola, I saw the video this morning. I'm out walking. She said, I'm going to, I'm going straight to work. I got to be with my daughter tonight and I'll start the whole day over doing the same thing but i saw you post it about starting your day and this morning i did something for myself and that's so crucial especially in midlife it is and i enjoy walking so i i do try to walk at least four or five times a week two miles mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. and that's that's my my me time because i'm an introvert oh so i'm out i get my energy from myself and, you know, just little things that I do. Now that I'm an entrepreneur and it's the summer, I try to uh, spend one day at the beach every week because mm -hmm. I set my schedule and I set my priorities so I can do that. And All so right it's just now. little things that I do to, you know, be intentional about what I want to do for the day and make sure that there are things that I'm pouring into me that bring me joy. And the important thing that I've learned too, something that you said, it truly, it is the little things. We were... I believe that it was always the big things. And you know, I have a son who has autism and the littlest things make him happy. If for Christmas, he just wants a gift card. I say, is that it? A gift card, mom, just a gift card. And I've learned that throughout my life, my experience with him is that, wow, something so little can make you so happy. And basically based on your priorities, that it is the little things. But I'm going to move on to some things that you may be doing that you may want to share with us. Are there any events, any other endeavors, uh, 
how do we get your newsletter? I know I get it. So tell us, what do you have coming up? So coming up, I have, I'm going to get my John Maxwell certification mm -hmm. uh, as a speaker and trainer, which will allow me to do more international speaking, which is a goal of mine. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to, I have a new marketing campaign that I'm in development with mm -hmm. and hoping to launch that in first quarter of next year. Okay. In terms of me speaking, um, you can follow me on all my social media. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram as Dorinda Walker. Okay. On Facebook, it's Dorinda J. Walker. And if you uh, go to DorindaWalker.com and subscribe to my newsletter, you'll get my um, my newsletters and, and happenings. I try to blog frequently. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of advocacy um, articles on LinkedIn. You know, I did one uh, titled, Has Diversity and Inclusion Become the Definition of Insanity? <laughs> so many, you know, it's funny, I did that not knowing, mm. it was just, I was just frustrated with what I was reading and seeing, uh -huh. and it exploded on LinkedIn, wow. and I got my first Fortune 10 client from my new company because of that article. Oh my God, well, because my opinion of that has always been that it's just a PR activity and not an actual intentional effort to diversify in some cases. Yeah. So, and the reason I shared that is because a lot of my peers and, and, and friends across the industry who are in the DNI or multicultural space would say, you don't want to rock the boat. It'll look bad for your brand with corporate America, mm -hmm. but me staying true and doing something a little controversial landed me a fortune 10 client. Who wow. does that? <laughs> you, you left you, you left your um, safety or whatever comfort zone and said, I'm going to do it anyway. But the one thing that I, that I love about life is you don't have to put on a mask. Mm -hmm. You don't have to um, bury who you are and your authenticity because it's your authenticity that makes you great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you try to, when you try to put that, put yourself in, the, in a box that somebody else says you need to fit in, you are limiting the, the, the plan and purpose that God has for you. Mm -hmm. So be who you are. It, it, you know, we're all flawed, but be unapologetically bold and firm and proud of who you are. You and, don't have to, a, and it, it doesn't mean you're disrespectful. It just mm -hmm. means that you, you want to have honest dialogue and you want to, to be your genuine self. And that's a very good point as we wrap up, because I know so many people say, I want to start a blog, I want to start a podcast, but there's so many out there. And I always say, the only difference is you. Exactly. Uh, the, uh, the, it may be out there, but they don't have you. You're going to bring something to it that's uniquely yours. And I want to close by just saying, I am so glad to meet you. I, re I saw the YouTube video saw your post and I need to know her and I think our audience needs to know her too. And I think that we'll be crossing paths in the future, in the near future. <laughs> we will. There's a couple other things I want to mention. I too have sure. a podcast. It's called, okay. Protected by, it's called Protected by Purpose and it's on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, all those places. Okay. I'm going to be at the Motivated Moms Retreat in oh. September. I'm going to be at the Boss Network uh, conference in Chicago uh -huh. in October. And um, I think those are the two big upcoming okay. places. Now, where's the Motivated Moms? Dallas. Da okay, Dallas, Texas. Okay. okay. And Cheryl, uh, Cheryl uh, Wood, uh -huh. I'm going to be speaking at her conference, and I believe that's in November. Oh, wow. Okay. 
and I will make sure that all links up for this. Well, again, I thank you, and it was so nice to meet you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. If you want to hear more of our shows, just Google Stages with Ola Jackson, and you will see all of the platforms that we air on.